This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are the caring place and have been caring for the homeless and needy since 1922. Good morning again. I know we're having a very wet and rainy weekend. Uh, We're snuggled in. Many people are just binge watching uh, their favorite programs. But I, I want you to know that we are so excited to be here this morning. Uh, this program has been on the air for over 10 years, and if this is the first time you've ever tuned in to Mission Possible, this is a good news program. You know, we have a lot of bad things going on. A lot of people are getting sick right now. Parents are up in um, the roar because of what to do with their children. You know, we have wear a mask, don't wear a mask, get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated, get double vaccinated, get a booster shot. And uh, people are very, very sick. Our hospitals are filling up. So I, first of all, I want the listeners to know that we are a caring place, but we are also a praying place. And we pray for our community. We pray for our leaders. We pray for one another. And if you're in need of prayer and you would like someone to pray with you, it's very confidential. You go to our website at caringplace.org slash prayer that's caringplace.org slash prayer let us know what your prayer request is if you'd like to be contacted it's very confidential uh, only a couple just a few very few people see those prayer requests and when we pray in groups yeah your name is not included unless you want it to be included so again uh, this is a time that we need to seek the lord uh, in in times of stress and times of uncertainty, uh, today I have my lovely wife Marilyn with me. She's the vice president of development in Maryland. Uh, we've had a real rainy week, but we've got some great things coming up, don't we? Oh yes, we do. Uh, in fact, next weekend we'll be giving out the book bags and new sneakers uh, to many, many hundreds and hundreds of children, uh, at-risk children, at-risk families that really do need that special help. And I just want to say thank you, thank you to all those that helped do the sneaker drives the backpacks the school supplies thank you for coming alongside and helping us now there is another way you can help and that is with meals you know we talk a lot about on our programs that hope begins with a meal we talk about tools that help people have the change in their life and you know first sometimes people have to be rescued with just a simple meal and then we can talk about uh, the next steps you know do you really want transformation in your life so meals is extremely important to us and what I am seeking is meals a month partners we have a goal of having 1,000 meal partners we need 90 more meal partners to reach that goal and we serve around uh, 1 million meals every year so it is extremely important to have meal partners that give on a monthly basis you could commit to 10 meals a month 
and that would be $21, or maybe 20 meals, that would be 42 Even 50 meals would be $105 a month. Whatever God lays on your heart, that you know that you're feeding a man, woman, or a child a very nutritious meal. Where do you go? How do you sign up? How do you become a meal partner? I'm so glad you asked. It is caringplace.org slash meals, M-E-A-L-S, caringplace.org slash meals. And we're going to send you a blue bracelet and uh, it's a it's a wonderful thing to wear it's kind of those you know fashion thing now you wear those little bracelets and people will ask you what does that mean say i'm a meal partner i'm helping to feed the homeless and the hungry yeah we want to make it easy for people to come alongside us it's all about changing lives it's about helping men women and children uh, when you on your journeys to south florida either in miami dade or broward counties i'm sure you see some homeless you know and in some areas it seems like homelessness is increasing when you see somebody sitting on a park bench talking to somebody that's not there or you see someone begging on an intersection or maybe at a convenience store you've gone into, they say, can you help me out? You look at them sometimes and, and people, rightfully so, they say, you know, if that person can beg, you know, all day long, they can certainly keep a job. But you don't know the rest of the story. You don't know the back end of the story. And unfortunately, through the decades that I've been here, the homeless, the face of homelessness have changed. You know, years and years ago, back in the 50s and 60s, it was the white alcoholic, you know, that would uh, needed help, that just couldn't keep control of his life. And that's how the missions were filled. And the homeless people that you saw, they would live in the weeds and they'd be just drinking. And then as the 70s and 80s, we had the drug epidemic. We had people coming in the 80s, especially crack cocaine. And even the ethnic uh, diversity broke down a little bit. So instead of just having one, you know, the white and it becomes everybody, uh, you see a diversity of people becoming homeless. And many times, many, many, many times in the last five to 10 years, it's due to mental illness. And really, we don't know, is the mental illness causing the drug addiction or did the drug and alcohol cause the mental illness? Uh, but there's always a story. And sometimes people are just lose hope in life. You know, they go through very tragic situations, the loss of family, the loss of a, a, a spouse, loss of parents, loss of children, or maybe they're a war veteran that's come back. And even with all the great efforts to help our veterans that come back from the States, our men and women that we serve, we have about 30% that are formerly veterans and we want to get them all connected but they can fall through the cracks and the the easiest way the best way to help people right from the beginning you can't really talk to somebody about change unless they're ready to listen you know and and when you're tired when you're hungry when you're wearing wet clothes uh, maybe you just gotten beaten for the like the 18th time in a bad relationship and you need a place to stay if you've, you've just you know left your home you've got two kids that that's where a meal comes in and what Marilyn said is so true hope does often begin with a meal we want to befriend people we are a Christian organization we want to share the love of God in practical ways because we know that God has a plan for people not to harm them not to keep them out in some bush or under a, uh, under a, a bridge someplace or living in an abandoned building but God has a purpose for all of us and that's what we want to help people to do now by the way you don't have to be a Christian to come here that's what we started in 1922 a couple came down they wanted to help in Miami and from Chicago yeah from Chicago in 19 what 22 22 that's right that's when we started yeah. started grace mission was the original name before they changed the name and uh, they want to just 
give the uh, message of Christ and the gospel of Jesus. And it was soup people. and salvation. It was. And under changed. a tent. Yeah, and we've changed so <laughs> much over the years. Now, even with everything that's going on, we have an annual Night of Joy that's coming up. And Marilyn, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about that? Well, Night of Joy is a time of just worship and praise. And uh, we are doing it at our property in Miami Gardens. It's a, like a five-acre property, and it's be outside. So, you know, those of you who still don't want to come together inside, this is going to be outside. You can be in your car or you can sit outside. We'll have chairs also. It is going to be on September 11th. So at 9-11. So that's a good uh, day to remember. Uh, it'll be from 6 to 9 p.m. called Night of Joy. The tickets are only $15. And so how do you get a ticket? Go to caringplace.org slash joy. And it's just going to be a night of just celebrating the Lord and his goodness. Because I'm sure you can say, how have I gotten through this pandemic? And I know that you probably could tell us stories of things that you have suffered but there's always that lining there where we know that God is in control and we want to give him praise for getting us thus far so help us with night of joy go to caringplace.org slash joy you know what I've noticed in 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 life as I get older that people sometimes they're they're unthankful for the things they don't have and instead of concentrating, being thankful on the things you do have, you know, if you can get up, if you have a place to stay and, and food, maybe you're not a millionaire, but you are you have a, a good life and, and that's to be thankful for. So this is a night where we're inviting the community, our men, women and children and our programs in Miami and Broward and our friends and just have a night where we can come back, and especially on 9-11. It's, a, it's a, uh, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. So it's very special uh, that we can gather together, have a, a, a moment of silence and some prayer for the victims and the families of those that were that were lost in in September of 2001, rather. And so that there again, it's called Night of Praise. You go to caringplace.org slash joy to get your ticket. Come on out. Uh, let's have a great night that night. Well, God bless you. We've got a great program right here on WIOD. So stay tuned for more Mission Possible. Well, once again, this is Marilyn Brummett, and I love this part of the program because we get to talk to people who are making a difference in our communities. And I have someone very special today uh, with me, a friend that I've known for many, many years. And uh, sometimes we have to be distant friends, but we still uh, we'll pick up the phone and, and talk to one another and just try to catch up. I have with me Linda Gonzalez. And Linda is someone that has been throughout the United States working at various rescue missions. Her and her husband, Ron Gonzalez. In fact, I have to say this one thing before I have you talk is that your husband actually created the innovative uh, educational program that we use in our education centers here at the Miami Rescue Mission, which has helped change countless of lives, including it has a memory therapy program, which is amazing. So uh, we, we love Ron uh, Gonzalez. Of course, my husband's name Ron Brummett, and he's Ron Gonzalez. But uh, I think we're sisters from another mother or something like that, what they say. But Linda, thank you for being on the program today. Oh, you're welcome. 
quite welcome. Well, I feel like you have a vast knowledge, and I wish I could do the Star Trek thing where I put my hands on the side of your head and go, and then go to my head and go, and just transfer uh, what you know to me. Uh, that's what I think about you, and uh, I, I know that you have worked at various missions. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that and your experience of helping the homeless and uh, what you've done. Well, I started out at the Los Angeles Mission and worked there for several years. <clears throat> I was in development, and we worked with mostly the celebrities. And one thing interesting about celebrities is they don't always want to be out in front. They want to be doing small jobs like plumbing, like that's what Harrison Ford wanted to do. <laughs> so you think, uh, you know, they want to be out front. No, they don't. And then... Well, they don't want people gawking at No, them. they don't. No, they don't. And he was actually very shy. Uh, and there was a lot going on there. Uh, we constantly had people coming in and needing help. The women's was one of the biggest one. Uh, actually, Ann Douglas, Michael Douglas's wife, or Kurt Douglas's wife, she donated the money for the women's center. And uh, most of the women that came in there were from domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. And they had children. And that was a great blessing to us. And then we moved on to the New Orleans mission, and we were there almost about nine years. And, of and course, you we, were there. Yep. Uh, Katrina. There. Katrina. Oh, my. That, that was something else. That was, I can't even imagine how you helped. <laughs> when you're flooded yourself. Yes, yes, yes. And the interesting thing is I'm asking Ron, what is, what is a hurricane? What are you talking about? I'm used to earthquakes in L.A. And so we lived through it. We got thousands of volunteers. And in the meanwhile, we are in, I am in Texas raising money. Hmm. I hooked up with a group there that let me be like on their nonprofit. And I started raising money, uh, calling and writing letters and doing everything I could to get the money in because we knew we were going to lose our donors because they were having the same issues mm -hmm. that we had. Mm -hmm. Then we moved on to, um, Union Gospel Mission in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I never lived in the snow, so this was a whole new experience <laughs> for me. Dakota, oh my. Oh. But I'll tell you what was interesting about that place is that the churches were there. They were there to help in every aspect that you needed. And I was just amazed because most churches feel like we're competition and mm -hmm. we're not. We should be working together. And that's what we did. And I was just so pleased. And that was a new aspect to me because I had not worked with that many churches. But I made it a point to keep up with them. Mm. So it's it's been an interesting ride. And then in the middle of that, Ron was doing what he could with the learning centers. We were still setting those up. Now talk about, about the learning center for just a moment. Okay, so that started out when Ron was on the board at the LA Mission. They gave him the task to figure it out. And because he had worked in uh, aerospace and stuff, he came up with the concept that, you know, we need to do it this way in a way that just like how I learned when I was in aerospace. And that was basically workbook, computer. And we also made a division for each student. So no student knew what grade or what level the other student. So there would not be competition and yes. they wouldn't be bothered by that. And he literally, it's just a program that deals with writing skills, math skills, basic skills to get the man that's been on drugs, heavily on drugs, or alcohol. And what we found in doing the assessments for our learning uh, memory program is the worst problem is alcohol. It eats the brain up. 
Yeah, I I'm amazed. I know that our um, our former director Kim Polanski, who was at our learning center for uh, over 20 years, he said that memory therapy program was really the key because if they came in and those neural pathways had been broken and it wasn't functioning, it didn't matter what they learned yesterday; they couldn't remember it the next day. So they went through the steps of the memory therapy program. I think it took like five weeks. You could tell me more. Yeah, it's six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah. And they had to do it like in sequence. In and sequence. if they skipped anything, they had to start all over again. At the same time. Yes. Yeah, it, it was very important. It was basically what the monks used in uh, a form of how they did it, where you see the word, say the word, uh, read the word, hear the word, okay, and write the word. So it, it was simple, but uh, my husband was very smart. He came up with how to do it and concept of it and made it available because we found out that if we didn't have them go through that program, not all of them needed it, that they would not function to the next level. Right, right. I know Ken told me that over and over, and he said, the brain is amazing. If you work with it right, it'll form new neural pathways. I, I, yeah. think, I think that's amazing. And I've read more about that since then. And it is true. Yeah. The brain can uh, heal itself. Yes, it can. I think God's made it wonderful bodies. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Praise God. Yes. Praise God. But uh, I know as I take people through the education department at the mission and the tours and everything, we talk maybe a little bit about the memory therapy. I have all kind of people who want to sign up. <laughs> and can I take that yeah. part of your program? <laughs> yeah. I yes. need that. Yeah, we all do. Yes. Yeah. So uh, you've had just vast experience mm -hmm. in working at different missions. What would you say is the basic need, though, throughout all of them? Well, you know, people have this idea, this uh, concept that the, there's myths as far as fundraising. And one of, I think, the biggest myth is they think, well, they're not going to give me the money. Well, if you don't ask, no, they're not going to give you the money. Okay? Mm -hmm. And you just have to ask. And the other thing they think is, oh, just small donations. Small donations mm -hmm. is what we need. Those are the ones we need. You get a lot of those small in the Los Angeles mission, the average donation. Now, you have to figure this is a huge, huge ministry with millions of dollars behind them. And some years ago. Yeah. Some years ago. They would, the average donation was $25. Now, that really helped run the mission. Mm -hmm. So, yes, the big money helps, but those small donations yes. are a big help for the mission. I, I think, you know, I didn't plan to say this, but since you said that, I know that our monthly donors are the key to they our are. mission. Mm -hmm. And I've seen countless numbers on the books, $10 a mm -hmm. month. And I remember when we went through the mortgage crisis, that's what kept running our mission. And even through COVID, um, it was the monthly donors. Mm -hmm. And then so many other people stepped up to the plate and gave an extra donation. But I, I know those small donations mean a lot. And monthly donors, I, I, I don't even know what to say about them. I applaud them. I, I thank them. And they say, oh, it's only $10 a month or $21 a month. We say, well, that's five meals, 10 meals. And we know that's being sponsored. And that's why we worked on it. 
Yeah, I'm glad you did. Well, I hate to say our time is up, but Linda, you are a wealth of knowledge and information, and I know God has used you in so many different places. God bless you for your ministry and your husband's ministry, Ron Gonzalez, as well. Well, thank you for listening to uh, this community update, and don't touch that dial. We're going to be back with more stories and more information in just a moment. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We have on the phone today one of our very own from Broward Outreach Centers, one of our graduates. Welcome to the show, Fanny. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. The reason why I am speaking on the radio with show is my experience and my testimony, how the Lord has really blessed when I did come to Broward Outreach Center, Miami Rescue Mission, and it was a blessing and how I really grew there. Didn't want to come, but I had no other choice, but the Lord kept me and I did well. I graduated. And I did also get into a restaurant and I did cooking. I moved from there. And when I moved from the restaurant, I also um, <laughs> I went to a, a, another hotel. And the hotel was so fast and making up beds and things like that. But the rescue mission, they, they did help me get my resume on the ball. They helped me also to apply for jobs. So when I did get the job, um, the job was so fast paced, then I had to stop there. And then from there, I also... Fanny, um, you know what? You have such a great story. If you don't mind me asking, when you came to the centers, right, did you have children with you or were you by yourself? I came with my daughter. My daughter was with me. Wow. So here here you are. Um, I know you said you didn't want to come. Believe it was kind of like a last resort for you, right? And and this is the case of a lot of our uh, residents, graduates. You know, it's very hard to ask for help. And this is something that I tell everyone who listens to us. It takes courage. It takes It takes to be brave to go out yeah. to an organization or a program and ask for help, right? But you said, you know yeah. what, I need to help myself. I need to help my daughter. How old was your daughter, if you don't mind me asking, when you guys came to the center? You see, when how was my daughter? My daughter was 18. Wow. She was 18 years old. Wow. She was 18 when we came. And she really cried. And then one guy said, we don't have a choice, but the Lord is with us. Yes. Amen. 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 Yes, he promised he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'll be with us to the end. So we just got to stick with him so he can bring us through this. And he did. It, it is. Yeah, did. it is amazing. And, and so you went through the program. They gave you the tools. Now, um, do you remember taking uh, classes in the education center? How was that experience? I love yeah. our education center in Broward. How was that experience for you? The experience for me, it was good because it reminded me of taking me back to school and changing class. Wow. And you're learning different things. And um, everybody was calm, and it was really good. Everybody got along. And it was just uh, a blessing to be in the atmosphere. And the teacher was very good. That's amazing. And when you had homework, the homework was good. You might not felt like doing the homework. Sometimes you didn't understand. But at the end, when, it was, when you didn't understand, you went to talk with the teacher. And the teacher was good. And he would explain or she would explain to you. 
you get the homework done, you come back and you change classes again. It was really amazing. It was really a blessing to me. I liked it that. And getting along with everyone. Wow. I mean, this is exactly what our centers are about, right? It's it's about welcoming individuals that are trying to get a hand up in life. And this is the case of Fanny. Fanny needed a hand up. Now she is employed. I'm sure your daughter is doing amazing. You have a great job. Fanny, I am so happy that you joined us today. I thank you for sharing your story with us. And until next time, thank you for everything. You're welcome, dear. Thank you. Well, once again, I'm Marilyn Brummett, and we are at that part of the program where we get to talk to somebody about their life change and how they came in uh, to the mission, to our centers, and then God really uh, took over. So we're talking to Joel today. I can tell he's a young man. He's, he's sitting here next to me, dressed very nicely, shirt, tie, uh, looks amazing, but he has a story to tell. So, Joel, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Well, can we go back in time yeah. and uh, go to where you want to go to pick up the beginning of the story and what led you to the mission? Okay, so the beginning of my story, I come from a small family. Uh, my father passed away before I was even born. But, you know, thankfully, my mom, she was really responsible. She fed us clothed us, put a roof over our head, um, took us to church, mm. all those all those good things. And then uh, I could go to high school, pretty much was a normal kid, mm-hmm. got average grades, graduated. By the time I graduated, it was I started working, you know, in the kitchen, a warehouse. Then I wind up uh, working security mm-hmm. for a number of years. And then everything kind of went bad when COVID hit. I, I wasn't a, I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I don't smoke. So it was more of a financial thing. Yeah, it was a financial thing for me. So when COVID hit first, you know, they say, Oh, you only going to work four days this week. Mm. Then it was three. Oh, then gosh. it was two. Yeah. Then I got laid off mm. and then I didn't have a job. So, uh, yeah, that that was that was kind of scary mm-hmm. because you got you living in an apartment and you're like, I can't pay the rent next month. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And you had always been responsible, so right. yeah. this is really a right. new new thing. Right. And even with the stimulus. Yeah, even with it does, it, you know, it's temporary. You know, it doesn't. It's not consistent. So even with that, you stuck. That just gives you what two, three more months. But mm-hmm. what you gonna do for the rest of the year? Mm-hmm. But uh, even going through all of that, uh, I was still being blessed by God because out of nowhere, people would just give me money. Mm. And, you know, we was eating every day. We bought clothes. Uh, one time, I was walking down the street go get something to eat from Subway, and this lady just gave me a hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And that actually happened, you know, and it you know eventually at the at the worst moment we got put out, but we didn't stay out there for now, too when long. When you say we, so that was It was uh me and my brother. Okay. Yeah, we but we wasn't out on the streets for too long. Uh this lady again, God coming into our lives. This lady came to us, said if we need help, we said yes. She told us about uh, the Miami Rescue Mission. Wow. She called the Uber. She put me and my brother in the car, and 
We went what? straight to the Miami Rescue Mission. Unbelievable. Yeah. Just It was your angel. Yes. And you came to the mission now, just you by yourself? No, or? I came with my brother. Both at the same time. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard time. a story like this. Yeah. So now you've been at the mission for some months. What 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 transpired when you came? When I came here, honestly, it, it didn't take long for me to get used to it. It was like, you got a CSA, go to school. Christian service assignment. Right, yeah. Christian service assignment, go to school, and uh, and then... You know, you get into alpha after a certain point of time. So that's the upper class. Yeah, the upper class. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to just do what I'm supposed to do. And that's it. And then when it's time for me to leave, I'll leave. And wow. That's basically how I dealt with being there. Okay. Well, we're going to come back because we want more of the story, you know, since you're here and especially during COVID time because right. I know the missions program had to change a little bit on how things were done right. couldn't have everybody in the cafeteria at the same time couldn't have everybody in the education uh too many people there so everything had to be the social distancing and so there's been challenges uh yeah. for the mission during this time and i i would love to hear from you from your viewpoint as to as the mission went through its challenges how you were able to survive that so we'll be back in just a moment please don't touch that dial and joel l was is going to tell more of his story well thank you for staying tuned with us we are still here with joel he's telling his story and he came in uh during covid and actually because of covid um his story is not the addiction story it is the financial story. Lost job, you know, the job kept going downhill with hours and finally then no job and then no income. And even with the stimulus, it still wasn't enough to keep your apartment. And you came in with your brother. I have to say that's a first for me to hear that kind of a story. So during the, the months that you've been here and it's been during the COVID time, how, what really happened that you feel has impacted you the most being at the mission oh what impacted me the most was uh well first getting used to sleeping around a bunch of other people okay i never did that before and that was different yeah but it's, it's not that big of a deal um another thing that impacted me the most was uh this is my first time being in like a a, a group setting mm -hmm. like during they make you go to group Mm -hmm. And I never been to group before. I never been to a program to be regenerated. So that was the first and hearing people's story. And even though you weren't coming from that kind of story, right. hearing their stories, right. did that make you wake up to maybe another part of, of the world and life? Yeah, it did. I noticed that people are people, whatever they're doing, whether they're on the street or they're in a nice neighborhood, they're the same. They're people. And they act the same, the way they behave, the people. Some of them are rude, some of them are nice. And that, that's what I learned from the mission, that you can't judge people based on, you know, material things. You got to give them a chance. And then and when you talk to them, there's some guys in the mission um, have never been to school. But if they didn't tell me that, I would thought they were like, I thought they were like graduates. Like, wow. You know, so just the way they conduct themselves. Right. Exactly. They're very well spoken. So, like you said, there's there's rude and non-rude in all yeah. walks of life. Right. Your the struggle wasn't so much education, and yet you did go to the education department. Yeah. Was there anything you was able to hone in to to help you be better? 
You mean better at the education center? Yeah, there's something that you got got to learn there that was honestly the education center. I pretty much understand everything. Uh, yeah, it's the same. It's high school. Okay. So you know, it, it wasn't not too hard for me at all. Okay, so right. it, did, it did take some time. Yeah, it's and, take and, time. and 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 you weren't bored then. No. <laughs> <laughs> but what about Alpha? Because that's the upper class. Yeah, that's and uh, that's where everything changes here at the mission. You you dress differently. Right. You go to class different, and you now start learning um, really how to survive in life. Right, but. Alpha was again the first for me. I never read the Bible or learned about the Bible as much I did as I do in Alpha. Um, this is the first for me. I, I haven't seen some of the, 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 the biblical studies they give us and the biblical history they, they teach us. It's very interesting. And like, I, get, I feel like I have a better understanding of God when I go to Alpha class. Mm. Uh, because of Pastor Clark is very, uh, things he tells us, some of the things I don't know, some of the things I do know, uh, you know, I was just the first for me. Wow. So God does have a plan. Yes. <laughs> and no matter where we are in life. So he's allowed this for some reason. Sometimes it's hard for us to understand, but, uh, do you feel like that when you leave, you're going to be on a good road? Uh, yeah. Um, what I learned from my experience here is that uh, when I first came in, I said, uh, all I'm going to do is get like go through the program, get a job. But that was the problem. I was just getting jobs, living paycheck to paycheck. So, you know, I, I had to think more about uh, changing my life. So now my goal is to get a career. Amen. Right. Instead of just getting a job, paycheck to paycheck, and then when something like COVID happened, you know, I'm all alone, no money, no money saved up. So I would rather have a, a career or a business. I love that. Where I could, uh, you know, uh, make make money for myself. Well, I love hearing that. I'm sorry we're at the our end of our time. Joel, thank you for sharing your story. We'll continue to pray for you. And please pray for all the other men and women who come into our programs. God bless you. Thank you. Wow, what a great testimony from Joel. And, you know, that's really what this program focuses on. It's about changed lives, about people that come to us that are hurting, that are broken, that really have lost their, their way in life. And then as they come in, those that first few days is so important. And they start thinking, you know, maybe I can change my life. Maybe this time it will. I will stick. We're grateful to have people like Joel give their testimony in this program over the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that, that we are touching every single year through our centers in Miami-Dade and Broward and then all of our outreaches. Uh, in fact, uh, Maryland's here in Maryland. We're, we're going to have an outreach on Saturday, right? Yeah, that's Saturday. right. Yeah, we, uh, we were giving out the book bags. You know, last uh, weekend it was so much rain. Uh, so we're doing it. It's a drive-through. We have hundreds of families that have signed up for this. So the book bags are already prepared. They all have brand new sneakers uh, that are in the book bags plus school supplies. It's really amazing. We know already the families, the gender, the sizes of the shoes. So everything has been packaged specifically and they're just going to come pick up all the book bags for their children in their family. These are for at risk families that really would not have brand new sneakers, would not have maybe a book bag and school supplies for their children. We want our kids to go back to school you know, with some kind of excitement. You know, we've had such a difficult year last year, and kids need to know education is important. 
Let's start them out right. So thank you if you participated in helping us put this together in any way. I want to thank our community. Yeah, not only are we taking care of uh, about 600 men, women, and children in our programs, uh, but we're also reaching out in the community throughout the year. You know, not every single month, but this is our back-to-school bash, our sneaker bash, and, and blessing the, the families. And then just a few weeks ago, we had another drive where the families were blessed. And then we're looking for our Thanksgiving. Many years ago, we started this off, and then we became a street outreach. And last year, we weren't able to do it because of COVID. But we're going to work on that this year and see what we can come up with. But we are going to have a Thanksgiving outreach as well. And then in September on 9-11. This is the 20th anniversary of, of the, the towers being taken down and all the loss of lives. So we want to remember that and remember the families, remember the, the heroes, the firefighters and, and the police and everyone that was involved in that very tragic situation. But we're having a night of joy. And Marilyn, what that's what's, what is that really about? Well, we're going to have bands that come together, Christian bands. Uh, they're going to be dynamic. They're going to be wonderful. We've done this. Uh, this is like our third or fourth year of doing Night of Joy. Now we're going to do it outside. It's going to be on our Miami Gardens property. It's a, almost a five-acre property. That property eventually will be a complete new family center uh, that the mission has the vision for. But come on out with your family. Uh, the tickets are only fifteen dollars. The way you get them, go to caringplace.org/joy. So it's not expensive, but it's going to be a time of praise and worship and just telling the Lord. Lord, thank you for what I have, as you said before, and not concentrating on what we don't have, but on concentrating what God has given to us. Yeah, and then, you know, we're right around the corner. I mean, it doesn't seem like it. You know, schools has started in some counties and starting mm-hmm. uh, this, this week, but we're having our food drive, our pack to pantry drive coming up for the fall. You know, every, every fall we're feeding about 250,000 meals. That's a lot of meals. And another way you can get involved is with our meal program. Uh, Maryland, we have a meals a month program that people, it's, 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 it's a very easy way to help the homeless and needy. You know, I just love our meals a month partners. These are people that commit to a monthly gift. And so for 10 meals a month, that's $21 or more, whatever you feel that God lays on your heart, go to caringplace.org slash meals, become a meal a month partner. That's right. And, you know, uh, I want you to stay safe. I want you to know that we're praying for you. If you do need prayer or would like to have someone pray for you, go to caringplace.org slash prayer. And tune in next week right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org.